Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then can stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Hey everyone and welcome to Raw with Heather Havenwood on Renegade Nation. So today I have something, God, this is um, a personal subject, something that I've done multiple times and I wouldn't say I regret it, but I definitely say that I I didn't always have my eyes wide open with uh, the person I was doing it with. So I want to talk about business and love. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a deep subject, right? Here's what I want to talk about. There's an article in Business Week this week. I think it was a couple weeks ago, actually. And the article actually is about about the Delaware Business Court. It's kind of separate. I'll give you the idea of it. And um, here's what the deal is. So here's, I'm reading the article. It was a classic love story turned soap opera. Two decades ago, Elizabeth Elteen and Philip Shaw founded a translation service company in their New York City University dorm room. They owned it 50-50 and eventually became engaged but never married. By 2011, the couple were fighting over who should run the Manhattan-based company TransPerfect Global and bickering about everything from taxes to payrolls and on and on it goes. Today, this love and business gone bad is the center of a big debate about um, Delaware's mighty business core. So here's what happened, which I find really interesting. So they had some legal battles obviously probably about who's going to run what and the ex-lovers weren't able to agree on buying each other out so um, in May a Delaware chancery judge or judge ended their two-year legal battle and ordered the software company to be sold at auction can you imagine like you build this baby (laughs) neither you guys can't agree and then what happens is a judge goes okay you guys can't agree we're just gonna sell it wow I would be so mad um I'm not sure where it stands right now This because this whole article is actually about if Delaware overstepped their boundaries and they're counter-suing and on and on it goes. But it does bring up a good point and that's why I want to talk to you about today. Should you get in um, business with your spouse, partner, lover, whatever you want to call it? What do you do when the business or the relationship goes bad? So I was reading on um, Inc. I started Googling this subject and found some interesting things. And here's um, some statistics. According to the U.S. Bureau of Census, 90% of American businesses are family owned or controlled. And Harvard Business School estimates that at least half of all the companies in the U.S. are family businesses. Now, it doesn't mean that they're man and woman family owned, okay? Um, But it does mean that there's a ton of businesses that are, are family owned, family controlled, meaning maybe the son is the president or on and on it goes. And there's a huge statistic that generational companies have a huge failure rate. And a lot of that's because the, the original owner, the visionary doesn't have, you know, is, is the one who's behind the company, the passion he built it, he or she built it from scratch. And when they pass the buck or pass this huge baton onto their, um, their son or grandchild or whatever, there isn't as much passion for. Now, I would say at the same time, you look at the Trump family right now. And I, I mean, from what I see on this side, it looks like it's a, you know, their his children have really stepped into his passion. Um, and they've stepped into particular roles and really owned it. But I think that's not the norm. Okay. And, um, so reading on about this particular, uh, Inc Forbes or Inc.com, 
article says Forbes reports that, quote, only a small subset of more than 1.2 million husband and wife teams running companies have actually achieved great wealth and fewer still have managed to do so and still stay stay married. This is in the U.S. Forbes found $8 billion couples. So eight. So eight couples that are billion dollars. Okay, I can get that. So here's what I say about that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a person that have been in business with my significant other recently, and it puts a huge stress on the on the relationship. What I found is like we're hanging out at the gym or hanging out having dinner, we're talking about the business, you know, which is not very sexy, by the way. Um, and it can put a huge strain on, you know. The question is, should your spouse be your business partner? I don't know. I'm not, it, I think it's each his own. Um, here is some five things to consider, though, before going to business with your spouse. And these are these are really good five things. I'm going to go over them with you and feel free to use them or not or turn this off or not. But I, I think it's a good point when you're starting your business. You sometimes think that your best friend or, you know, girl or guy or you're the person that co- co-created the vision with you or supported you should be your partner. And that's not always the case. Uh, many of y'all know my story. If you don't, um, I had a business partner, partner, business partner, strictly. We weren't in, in any kind of way uh, um, intimately involved. And I had a particular skill set and he had a particular skill set. It was a really great, quote unquote, business marriage. And the challenge is I trusted that and I did my part. Um, and he did his part and we built the business from zero to a million dollars in one year. Because what I'm really great at is operations and really great at, at building teams and team building and managing all the multiple parts. And I had him be the voice and it worked really well until one day I came home and he pulled all the money away from the business accounts and left me with all the debt. So, and that was out of his fear. Actually, I had a conversation with him. I wouldn't say it was a very lovely conversation with him. Almost a decade later, 2015, so almost 2000, um, exactly 10 years later. And I asked him, why in the, mm, did you do that? crap. And he's like, I thought you stole $500. I'm like, we were making a crap load of money. Why would I need to steal $500? What are you talking about? You know? And I, and I remember the exact transition he was talking about. I'm like, I didn't do that. And he found out that it was someone else in our office and he blamed it all on me. And instead of communicating, Hey, here's, I think what's happening. I'm in fear of that. What's really going on. Show me the books. What's up? He, um, he just freaked out and stole the money and still has that business today and still going well. So um, for me, the lesson learned <laughs> was called get a lawyer all the time. I always have a lawyer. <laughs> always have, um, always know your divorce plan. Always know your evacuation plan before you start the business. And anything, anything in life, right? I believe in prenups, by the way. Huge fan of prenups, especially when you're older, when each party may or may not be coming in with uh, assets could be children assets could be land it could be property it could be whatever when you unionize to people um, especially in this country you know in certain states everything's unionized and so unless you have a prenup up front when you, while you're still in love they call it have a prenup while you're still in love um, then you get really messy in the back end as you know okay so here's things to consider ready number one understand understand the scope of the decision this is huge. I think people don't realize if they're married, 
their marriage could become second and third on the list, especially they have kids and married and have a business together. Oh my God, right? Where's their marriage? Where's the actual relationship? Where's the sexuality? It's all gonna go to the wayside. So you have to really make sure it's not something you take lightly, okay? And don't ask your, I love this point, don't ask your spouse to be a business partner because you enjoy their companionship. Oh my God, no. Ask them because they have a specific skill set Right, and the capability that the business needs. Like you are a skill set of X and they have a skill set of Y and it like fits versus you guys have the same skill set, okay? That's number one, I like that one. Number two, put your marriage first, big time. Again, going back to parenting, I don't have kids, I get it, right? However, I came from a, uh, a household of divorce. It was very messy, messy, messy divorce. And I have to say that I think if my parents had put their marriage first, they probably would not have divorced or the divorce would have gone differently, right? And I think if you're a business partner with your spouse, you've got to put the marriage first over the business, okay? Oof, it's hard to do, especially when both of you are focused on this business and that is your one source of income. That's gonna be really challenging. But you gotta put your marriage first. So this person was interviewing a, a person, they said they, him and his wife take escapes of a long weekend together and they they agree not to talk about the business. I think that's, that's hot. That's hot. That's sexy. I totally agree with that. That's really hot. Okay. Number three, be open with your strengths and weaknesses to define your roles. Big one, you know, I handle HR, you don't. I handle the training of the, of the employees, you don't. You know, you handle the, we have a, th- oh, here's a big one. Always, always have a third party bookkeeper. Always, always have a third party CPA. Neither person handles the books. Oh my God, please. Because what happens is there's a trust issue. I don't trust you, you trust me. If you give it over to a third party person, a bookkeeper, that's their job. CPA, that's their job. That actually their job, a controller, that is their job to look at the books and give you the information. And then you guys together make those decisions perfect but when you'll go oh yeah no worry honey i'm just gonna go work my butt off and here's the you know you handle all the all the business expenses no 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 i just disagree with that put the situation and the the goals and the strengths and weaknesses and define your roles clearly okay God, I feel like I'm not ranting here, right? I hope you guys like this. Please tell me if you like my crap or not. I just want to say that I'm on Renegade Nation. You know, I've only been here a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, I'm different than everyone there. I'm not talking about sex. I'm not talking about dildos. I'm not talking about a bunch of stuff. And I feel like you guys don't like me. So will you just tell me if you like me or not? Because I'm completely um, in fear of that. Okay, number four, picking up the slack leads to resentment. This is a good one. I know in my for myself in this in the business I've been working with with uh, my boyfriend, I picked up a lot of slack, right? Because employees come to me, they complain about something, and I just handle it. Versus like making my spouse handle it, right? Or asking him to. What happens though? It builds and builds and builds resentment. Like oh, I do all this work for you, and you only do this much, and you own that, and I own this percent. And then what happens is it. it comes inside of the relationship. Because I promise you, a woman's uh, vajayjay is not wet, as I say, if she's arguing with her man because she feels she's um, she's resentful. She's resentful for all the stuff that she's done for him and doesn't feel like he's done the same for her. What happens is she doesn't get wet, as we call it. She doesn't get hard anymore, okay? Just like, it goes down. And you don't want that. You want a man, a woman that actually says, oh my God, you're amazing, you're, you're, you're hot, you're sexy, you turn me on every day. 
it's a really good important part. So resentment leads into no sex. All right, have a contingency plan. Number five, this is the exit plan. Uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Hey honey, I love you. Let's start this business. What happens if you want a divorce? What happens if I want a divorce? What happens if you cheat? What happens if I cheat? What happens if this business fails? Are we gonna get divorced? Like you've got to look at that because it's possible. I think the percentage now of divorce rates like 60% in some areas. I know it's 50% for a while, but I think it's up to 60%. This is like 60% failure rate. And then businesses have like an 80 to 90% failure rate. Come on, let's place your bets the right way. So if you fall and it doesn't work out, maybe the business doesn't work out, maybe it's just a bad idea, you don't know, then you have to make sure you think it through Think it through. What's going to happen? What happens if she wants to leave? What happens if he wants to leave? None of this like, oh, you'll never leave me. You guys, wake up. Wake the up up. Because that is crap. And I've been in a lot of business deals. I've been in a lot of real estate deals. You'd be surprised of the choices people make when there's money involved. The other thing to think about is if you have another business partner, they're partying and they're married and their spouse is not involved and all of a sudden they have like what I call a political pull in the matter, there's always something at play. So um, just be clear about it. You know, really think it through when you're starting a business. Is it the best thing for our relationship, for my love and sex and intimacy relationship to go in business with my partner? So I'm not telling you either way, But when two unions of a marriage and a business have very different objectives and neither partnership can be can be ignored, you know, if you want it to be successful, you have to really think about that. They can't be they can't be ignored. And so when you fight and you have both what I call both CEO, CEO one and CEO two are both fighting and no one has like what I call the upper hand, like end of the day, I'm the one to make the final decision. When there isn't that leadership in a business, it can go really sour. And I know from experience, I really know from experience recently, my boyfriend and I had a business together and I pulled away from it. A lot of it because we were fighting in front of the employees a couple times. And I was like, you can't do that. You can't fight in front of the children, right? And the employees are the children and the, 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 the employees will look up to their bosses and they will feed off of them. And so I learned that you can't do that. And sure enough, we had, you know, employee do something and I feel like, oh, well they did that because you did this and therefore they they saw what daddy was doing. So they just kind of followed what you were doing. You can't fight in front of the kids. And that includes if you're a business owner with your spouse employees, okay? So um, hopefully this is good for you because honestly, entrepreneurship is fun. And with the right partner, it can be total blast to build something and feel really powerful about that. You know, something that I learned in Marco Island, when I lived in Marco Island for a year in 2008, nine, I learned that the people, I met a lot of people, the average age is 80, just so you know, the, the, the people that were the most happy, 
right? Where the ones that they're the end of their life, they're in their eighties, they're looking at a different area of their life, they're looking at the you know the end. They're the happiest. They're the ones that built something. They are an entrepreneur. They built something. They uh, designed something. They created something. They sent it off to their kids. Whatever they had, something they built in life, and they are very proud of that. They were the ones who were out there trying to play golf and I don't know whatever like hitting tennis and they're 80 and bringing out their oxygen tank, whatever, right? They were like happy. And then they were the ones, you know, the grouchy ones, the grouchy ones, the grouchy ones are like, get off my lawn with that dog. You know, like they're just walking on it. You know, it, they were the ones who usually, I'm generalizing. They were the ones who usually came from 25 years working for the government, and then when they were done, they handed him a box and a red stapler and said, go on your way, get out of here. They were the ones who were pissed off and grouchy and got sick faster after their retirement, way faster than entrepreneurs, way faster. So entrepreneurship was a lot of fun, and I just really encourage you to check it out. So this is Heather Havenwood on the Renegade Nation with Raw with Heather Havenwood. You can check me out at heatherhavenwood.com or Renegade Nation. Go check out renegadematch.com. We just started this. This is really cool. You can find your match. You can even put out there, I want a business partner and a spouse. I'll say one. You can actually put out, out there in the universe on renegadematch.com that you want a business partner and a spouse at the same time. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? All right, guys, thank you so much. This is Heather Havenwood with Renegade Nation.